0: Skitter, up
1: skitter. skitter pal meow meow.
0: Welcome to the plug with Bushy Sin in the Mountain Man. Welcome to The Plug with Bushy,
2: Sin, and the Mountain Man.
0: Hey, and welcome to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Episode 35, this is going to be a fun one. Bushy here, and as
1: always, Mountain Man, how you doing? Skitter pal, meow meow, by God, I cannot complain, brother, what about you? Oh,
0: I am so hungover, so hungover.
1: You're I... hungover, wait, what?
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, I, I never get hungover. Um, I needed a break this weekend, so last night I went out, and uh, my old bass player has this great band called Underworld, it's a cover band, but man, they bring metal. And I don't mean this new sound that's out there today, stuff like Avenged as such, which I love. I mean Ronnie James Dio era Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, Queens Reich, you know, just good metal. Oh, wow. You know, it's all, and, and, and Priest, they do, they do Priest. And the reason they do Priest is because they have this uh, vocalist, his name is Craig Sirianni. He's from up here in uh, Watertown, New York. This guy's an opera singer. He's sung on stages all over the world. He uh, they, can hit those notes that Halford hits, that Jeff Tate of Queensreich hits, that Dio hits. Amazing, amazing band. I I got way too drunk. Way, way, way too drunk. <laughs>
1: now, now, we know Bushy drinks, but wow, way too drunk? I think it's the first on this episode.
0: Well, I tell you what. Uh, I was home before 2 a.m., but I was terrified coming home because I'm walking out of the bar after the band was done playing. I guess they finished up around one thirty, maybe. And uh, I'm just kind of standing there fumbling on my phone because I needed to make a phone call to get a cab, you know. Because I, I won't drink and drive. But she is safe when he's being stupid. So uh, this guy just comes and says, hey, we'll give you a ride home. That's what we do here. And I'm just kind of, because I'm hammered, and I'm not where I'm used to being. I'm used to being home. I'm all of a sudden sketchy as hell. I'm like, really? Really? You're going to take me to Black River? Really? Is this really going to happen? And I was scared out of my mind until I finally got out of that van and walked into my door.
1: (laughs) Well, let let me go ahead and say this for everybody, because Bushy actually posted on his Facebook page last night at... Oh, 145. Yes. I get on my phone while I'm at work, as everybody knows I'm a security officer, and he states, I am scared out of my mind right now. I bet you money there was six or seven of us trying to write Bushy to figure out what the crap's going on, and the fucker passes out before getting in touch with any of us, and it took me till, oh, 30 minutes ago to figure out whether you were fine, dick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's actually a true story. I had Facebook messages, I had text messages, I had messages on that post. But she was fine. Uh, one girl, uh, is an old friend of mine. I saw her and her boyfriend out last night and had some shots with them, which is why I'm hurting today. But she's like, "You're behaving, right?" first of all, I always behave, and frankly, I'm single, so I got nobody to behave, you know, to misbehave with. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I was I was good. I was just way drunk, paranoid. But I made it home, okay? And I've done something I haven't done in a long, long time. And no, I don't mean jerk off. What I mean is I crashed little after 2, and I didn't get up till a little after 1. I would never sleep that long. It was inc- it was just crazy.
1: Well, 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 at least did you get a decent amount of rest?
0: Well that's that's 11 hours, dude. I'd say I did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I know already. We 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 usually do our little pre-talking before we get on the podcast start recording. I know, uh, I know I've seen three cups of coffee and two beers sitting on your desk, so yeah, I, I think you're getting there pretty much to your normal state.
0: <laughs> I, I am working on it. Uh, that, that was three cups of coffee while we were chatting. Bef- you know, that's after the two or three cups I had beforehand. I'm still trying to shake the fog out, and I was actually not going to crack a beer. I did crack it. I haven't taken a sip yet. We'll see. I don't know how to do a podcast without a beer in front of me, so I had to do it.
1: Well, there you go. There you go. Well, Bushy, there's something I figured out. I need to ask you a question. What's up? Uh, have you Have you noticed this show? Just uh, this since we've started and everything, just it's starting out to be shits and giggles, and now it's growing pretty well to a decent size that it has so far. Have you noticed? Pretty much, this show is just magical. <laughs> it's It's magical.
0: Yeah, 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 It absolutely is. It uh, it has yeah. the power to deter listeners.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it's like Chris Angel walked into the room. All of a sudden, we fucking believe. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's. Um, I, I'm proud of where the show's going. Um, I don't know if you've talked to Sid recently, but he is interested in coming back and doing a guest spot. So, that's a plus. For sure,
1: for sure, definitely. Uh, well. Uh, Well, Bush, you let me go ahead and ask this. How was your week?
0: Oh, my week. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Um, Let's see. After recording last Saturday, just hanging out, listening to music, started drinking a couple of beers, waiting for Jen to come over. And then I get a text around 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night that she can't. And by that point, I've had... Several. And I'm like, what the hell? What's going on? And uh, I get a text back, you know, that her daughter's upset. I'm like, well, what the fuck is she upset about now? You know, because she's always upset. is what it is. And, it, well, she hasn't seen me. She sees you every day. What the hell? What's really going on? And that's, and that's when I started going into that asshole mode. You know, and I, I, what the hell is going on? Are, are you just with some dude? Is what my dumbass text. At which point, I get told that we're done. It's over. She doesn't have to take that. And she's right. She does it. I've never done that before. So to do it then, I messed up. I stepped on my dick. And uh, yeah, so she broke it off Saturday night. And I understand. Because um, she's been working 60, 70 hours a week. She deals with stress from her mom. Because anytime she tries to come out here, her mom's bitching at her. Or she deals with stress from her daughter. Because if she tries to come over, her daughter's bitching at her. And now I'm stressing her because I want her to come out. And there's one stress that was easily remedied. And that was me. Um, so so she, she broke it off with me. And uh, it, it sucked. Uh, we still talked for a few days. But then, um, then her daughter got found out. And uh, I don't know how she didn't get found out before, to be honest. But the timing in this is the worst thing that could ever happen. Her daughter's going to a school, but she's not in that district. So you're not supposed to go to that school. Well, they found out, and I get a text from Jen saying that I told the school about this and that if I was the kind of person that would hurt a kid, I'm done, and she blocked me everywhere, phone, Facebook, everywhere, so I don't even have a chance to defend myself. I, I will go on the record as saying this, uh-uh, I did not want this breakup. I love this woman, and there's no way in hell I would do something like that. No way. But it is what it is. The rest of the week, uh, it's, it's been rough. I, I spent Sunday, Monday, and most of Tuesday on my couch. I just didn't move. You know, depression. I um, did my final radio show uh, Sunday night. I, I told told Mr. Green that I was quitting the radio. He uh, told me to take a leave of absence instead. So um, I'm doing that. Um, I'm not going to be on the air tonight as we're as we're recording this. It's a Sunday. I may come back next week or the week after because I've decided I'm not going to let somebody send me down the rabbit hole. You know, uh, depression's a real thing. So you need to you know, get up, pull yourself up, man the fuck up and move on. And that's what I'm doing. I don't like it, but that's how it is. Work. Work wasn't bad. Uh, the week actually kind of flew by. I got to go do some supervisor training on Friday, which is awesome, because I'm constantly asking these guys for more training, more training. That's just how I am. So I got to go do that Friday. It was boring, you know, as any training normally is. But the bitch of it is, I go to lunch at 11 o'clock when I'm at work, okay? I get up at 4 in the morning. This son of a bitch didn't end until 1230, man. My stomach was growling. I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, no, work, work was okay. I got out right on time and went out with a friend last night. And uh, I, I stayed at the bar. She ended up going home. But I stayed until the band ended. You know, I, I had a good time. I needed it. I needed to get out. needed to have a good time. And here I am with my mountain man brother hanging out doing this. How was your week?
1: My week, oh, Lord, started out shitty. I can't state why because of work. Same old stuff, different day, drama. Basically, it's it's fixed now, but at the same time, still sucks. Uh, as for that, though, home, everything here, little mountain baby, growing like a weed right after his birthday, still the same. Except me and Jessica, mountain lady, had to take him to go get his one-year-old shots. Nice. Well... I am now, I've never had a problem with vaccination at all because I understand it. Yeah, you want to vaccinate youngins for them to be healthy, hopefully not to catch this shit. Sure. Understandable. Next time my wife can go by herself to have his vaccinations and I'm going to go hunting, fishing, or something for the rest of the damn day for now on because when we got him home, He's he was acting kind of himself, but not really. But the next day, he got a temperature, couldn't hold no food down, absolutely nothing, sick as a little bitty puppy. Yeah, could not stand it. I, I, I've I've come to the realization as a father, it, it, it sucks watching you young and hurt. It really does, and you hate them being sick, whole nine yards. Absolutely. But he got sick as a dog, but what, what's weird, right as he went to bed, his fever broke, he slept all night long, didn't move, didn't make a peep. Me and Jessica, all day long that day, was absolutely run to death. I bet. <laughs> trying, to, trying to keep up with him, help him feel comfortable, everything that we could. Other than that, uh, regular work week, normal, fine, good job, not nothing bad. Luckily, luckily, where I work at, the side I'm at, we, we don't have that many problems being a security, so we don't have to deal with too, too much drama. Um, Granny, Granny Clyde, Granny E, still the same. They're both still kicking. Uh, yeah. Just, just one of them weird, weird weeks. I've just 100 percent decided I'm never taking my son to get vaccination no more. <laughs> That's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> yeah, those shots suck, especially as babies, because they will spike fevers. They will get sick. But you know, I know a lot of people are against them. I'm all for them. I would, I would rather err on the side of caution. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh,
1: I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't we say- don't
0: have polio anymore. There's a reason. God damn it.
1: Yes, exactly, uh, and I, I 100% agree. I believe a young should be vaccinated as well, but it just sucks being the parent that, that their child is having to be vaccinated. Yeah, I, I definitely feel you
0: there. I definitely do. I tell you what, we've got a pretty fun show lined up today, What do you say?
1: I believe... I I won't lie, when we first talked about it, I was excited as all get out, couldn't wait, and I've sat here and went through everything we discussed we're going to go over, and the more I've read, I won't lie to you that there's one or two things that's going to come from this episode. We're either going to get a shit ton of the fans either liking us, or we're going to get all the haters that hates this band hating us. Well, we've we got two listeners, so guess
0: what? Whoopty freaking do. <laughs> right, right. That's right. And uh, what we decided we were going to do this week is, um, and it's actually perfect timing, because uh, I'm not in the Christmas spirit right now for obvious reasons. So we were going to stray from our Christmas at the plug. I believe we're going to come back to it next week. But this week we decided to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. That's right, the plug of Bushy and the Mountain Man. We're going to do our first KISS episode. And I'm, I'm kind of excited because what the Mountain Man proposed was interesting and turned out to be difficult. He wanted yes. to talk about uh, deep cuts. Everybody loves deep tracks. You know, those hidden gems inside an album. And we were going to talk about the first three albums. But man, when you go back, it is hard to find deep tracks and these albums. are all fucking classics. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to give it a shot. I'm curious, uh, Mountain Man, because you're a little younger than I am. And even when, when Kiss broke, I was just being born. They already had two albums out. Um, their first album actually came out on my birthday exactly one year before I was born. February 18th, seventy four. Um, how did you end up getting into Kiss?
1: Uh, to be honest, Granny Clyde.
0: Well, that's a boring answer. You care to elaborate? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, as everybody knows, the Jeep rolling down the town of Newland, rocking out in my car seat.
0: Oh, here we go! Goddamn jacked-up <laughs> Jeep stories. <laughs> I love Um, the jacked-up Jeep stories.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, It's basically the same way as me uh, figuring out all the music that I grew up with, uh, basically with my mother. Um, She liked any—my mother's got a broad range of music she loves, but always has been her number one is classic rock and southern rock. Sure. And and,
0: and back then, classic rock was just called rock.
1: Correct. Correct. (laughs) But, um, Kiss was one of the albums, or one of the bands that, uh, a little bit later after I was introduced to ACDC, Le- uh, Def Leppard, ZZ Top, all them, I started getting into, uh, I guess, uh, the first song that she really introduced me to, and me and her actually sat and talked about this, was, uh, uh, want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Gotcha. And from that And from that point, I started seeing, you know, the old uh, Kiss uh, lunchboxes and stuff certain of my friends were bringing to school. And i would like, hey, you know Kiss? I'm like, no, I don't know who these guys are. My parents just bought it for me. uh, (laughs) 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 Well, why are you carrying it if you don't know who they are? Uh, It's a topic breaker or conversation killer. They're like, hey, it's a free lunchbox. Right, right. But now, looking back at it, if they had any idea how much them lunchboxes were worth, they wouldn't have never brought them to school.
0: For real. Uh, for real.
1: But at the same time, I mean, I, I grew up, after starting to get into that, I started listening more into their music. And I, to be honest, when I first started, I started from uh, the album Alive, Destroyer, the originals, uh, rock and roll, all over. I just, just progressed from there. And slowly but surely, even though the media, a lot of media don't like them this and that, and you know the kiss haters in this world that uh, that just can't stand them. Sure, I've I've never had one problem with any bit of their music. It, it was definitely a rock and roll band that put out rock and roll music. So it is definitely a band that I'm I'm not as head over heels as Bushy is. <laughs> but it's definitely one of my top bands. What uh, about you? When did when did you first get into it?
0: I vividly remember. I know that I was in third grade, uh, living in Heidelberg, Germany. And my dad came home one day with two records in his hand and said, some guy in the barracks gave me this. You can have it. I don't want this clown shit. And he hands me the Kiss 1974 debut album. And the Gatefold album, Kiss Alive. Oh, wow. And I put Alive on my turntable and was blown away. The power in that live album was just ridiculous. And I know now that they overdubbed everything. You know, they went in and fixed some vocals and fixed some guitar work and such, you know, before they released it. Right. But back when that album was released, we didn't know that. And I didn't get that album until, you know, the early 80s. But I was absolutely blown away. And as a small kid, at the time, my favorite song on there was Hotter Than Hell. I just loved it. And I don't know if it was just because it said hell and I felt like I was saying a bad word. Right. But I was just taken aback. You know, you, you look at these guys, the makeup. Just drew me in like this is crazy, you know, and what's the star and you got this other guy with this demon look and then this other guy looks like a cute little kitty cat. And what the hell is this other weirdo doing? You know, the the whole package was just absolutely amazing. And right. uh, so I, I got introduced to Kiss the right way, you know, the very first album and then the album that broke, him, you know, alive. I remember being in a cafeteria back when we had those. We were at a cafeteria on the base uh, that my dad worked. And um, they had a video jukebox, which was new at the time. Those things, you know, weren't around, you know, very much. And they had a kiss song. And I was like, dad, dad, can I hear a kiss? Because I was, I was already just, I was in, you know what I mean? I heard Alive, live and I heard the debut and I was in, I was hooked. Dad, let me play this kiss song. All right, you know, and he gave me the quarter, and a quarter back then would get you three songs. And I don't remember what the other two songs were. I do remember the song that I picked, those uh, Heavens on Fire, because that's the album that was big. And I remember seeing flyers out that Kiss was actually playing in Nuremberg, and I was begging my dad to take me. And they didn't even have the makeup on anymore. But as a third grader, you, you watch the Heavens on Fire video. I was actually embarrassed. (laughs) It was just laden with sex. Beautiful women. Boobs pushed up, fallen out. Men all over them. I I was instantly mortified, but instantly gratified. I've been a fan of this band since third grade. They are my all-time favorite band. It's the one band that grab me in a way that no other band has i like a lot of music but kiss is my go-to whether their albums flopped or were commercial successes i like every album there's something i can find on every album there's some that i think are shittier than others but i tell you what they never disappoint me never 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 absolute favorite band
1: yeah, you're you're one of them that has actual kiss action figures, be- or dolls, as I call them. You say action figures.
0: I actually don't. I did. I don't know what happened to him. But I do have a, uh, oh, I guess my gene that sits above me is 12 to 15 inches tall. One of them Todd McFarlane things. Uh, him holding the base. It's from, uh, looking at his outfit, I want to say Destroyer could be Love Gun, I'm not sure, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan, and, um, we could, we could spend hours talking about everything, but we're going to, we're going to concentrate on 74, 75, right? Uh,
1: 74, 75, yes, uh, that would be three, there are three albums within that time, excluding, uh, Life, I do believe.
0: Right, right, even though Alive came out in 75 as well, but, uh, they they were just pushing records out when they first yeah. came out. You know, uh, the debut came out February seventy four. Oh, when the hell did Hotter Than Hell come out? October seventy four, and then March seventy five is when Dress to Kill came out. So, right, they were just pushing music out. And admittedly, what? the studio records at that time, those three, weren't capturing what Kiss is. And KISS is a live band, okay, Uh, and that's why they put out the live album, you know, and uh, when they did it, it was a huge risk because nobody listens to live records and nobody gave a shit about KISS, you know, everyone else was looking at them the same way because they came out of the glam scene of the the, the, uh, early 70s, you know, and uh, so nobody was taking them seriously. And they elevated the glam, you know, they said, okay, instead of all the colors, we'll just do black and silver, you know, and metal and, you know, spikes and fire and uh, fire, 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 <laughs> you know? and the, the, the live show is what Kiss is all about. It wasn't being done, you know, they were the first to have the big, you know, 15 foot tall logo, you know, band logo sitting behind them on stage and, the disco ball up in the air and the candles and the pyrotechnics and you got Gene spitting blood all over the place and you know Ace Fraley guitar smoking you know and shooting rockets out of the end levitating drum kits you know they they were a force to be reckoned with in the early 70s and um, I got laughing when you said deep tracks those first three albums are classic. I don't yeah. know how many deep tracks we're going to be able to come up with.
1: that That's what I was afraid of. I think I shoved my foot in my mouth uh, pretty much when I said deep tracks.
0: I think you did because uh, the debut album, like I said, released February 18th. That's my birthday. Uh, 1974, a year before I was born. Um, hey. m- most of it was written by uh, Gene and Paul. And uh, in fact most of that was written by their you know when they were with their other band Wicked Lester. Ah. Uh, Jesus Christ, almost every song on this album is a classic. Most of it was on Alive. You know, so Correct. so how, how do we find a
1: deep track on
0: the debut?
1: Well, to be honest, I mean, I've sat here. I, I'm like you. It is very, very hard to find a deep track at all because I even done some comparisons with Alive and all this. And I mean, the only the only way I know to even come with a deep track is basically meanings and basically what what the what the actual feelings from the song and stuff to make it into a deep track. Uh, That was not so much famous as 90% of their hits.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because that debut album, like I said, almost all of it, was uh, they were staples at a KISS concert. Um, For me, I can only come up with uh, two. Um, And one of them is a song that I have always liked always liked it It was actually depressed that it was not on a live but 1996 they released an album called you wanted the best you got the best and uh on that album which was had a few songs and the rest of it was just an interview because the you know the original members were getting back together um but they finally released a cut track from that live sessions recording you know and uh That's the song that uh, you know, Paul Stanley had written called Sunday Driver. And it later became what you're about to hear right now, the classic Let Me Know. Yeah, love that song. It's it's almost Beatles-esque. You know what I mean? It, it, it is. It, it has that Beatles feel, uh, but, but heavier, obviously. Because it, early 70s rock and roll in America, things like Kiss was definitely metal, even though it wasn't heavy metal. You know what I mean? Right. But for a song like Let Me Know to be that heavy and still have a Beatles feel... I, I think it's a brilliant act of songwriting and musicianship. And they don't get a lot of credit because, admittedly, they have some cheesy lyrics. I mean, Gene Simmons' lyrics are, you know, Ooh, baby, want to put my log in your fireplace. I mean, right. it's not like he's brilliant. But Let Me Know is is a great tune. I think it's absolutely a deep track. And uh, I was glad to hear a live version, even though it was studio remix. You know, the vocals redone as such in 96. I, I was happy to hear it live. I wish it had been on a live. But yeah, I think that stands out as a deep cut.
1: Right. Um, just as a little uh, fact, did you know a band called Firehouse yeah, from North Carolina, actually our glam metal band, actually takes their name, uh, got their name from the song Firehouse on from the first album, that, uh, and the reason why, it's well known because of Gene Simmons doing the fire breathing on stage at, during a live concert.
0: Nice, nice. That's absolutely, uh, absolutely... Interesting. We're talking about the hair metal band of the '80s, right?
1: Correct.
0: Love that band. <laughs> oh, so so, what do you think of as a deep track when you're thinking of this debut record?
1: Well, for me, for one of the ones that I, I noticed, not a lot of people really, really um, noted to or really cared for too, too much. For me, for a deep track on the first album, would have to be "Cold Gin." Um, this song was uh, composed by Chris, uh, by uh, Freely. Uh, insured with his own singing ability, uh, Freely turned over the vocals for the album to Simmons, and it was a, it was a staple throughout the seventies during the Alive World Tour. Freely assisted on the lead vocals with that song. But uh, uh, they also uh, let's see here. What else oh, I got on my notes? Sorry, I got off. Uh,
0: yeah. B- Mountain man has trouble with words. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm good whenever I'm coming off the top of my head, but reading I ain't much. Sorry. <laughs> 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 um, but there was a uh, Kiss tribute band from Los Angeles named after the, after this classic song featuring Tommy uh, Trayer as Freely, Jamie St. James as Chris, Chris McLaurin as Simmons, and Anthony White as Stanley. St. James and uh, Trayer would later go on to form Black and Blue, a band produced by Simmons and Trayer would eventually join Kiss, taking Freely's place after the farewell tour.
0: Yeah, Tony Thayer. Yep. And that Tony Thayer is in tribute to the great Bill Wang. I, um... uh, Fucking Tommy Thayer, I tell you what. Here's my problem with Kiss today. Uh, Sonic Boom, I don't think, is a great album. I think that, uh... Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer were being forced to sound and play like Peter and Ace. Um, Right. I don't like... The fact that they've got those two guys and Ace and Peter's makeup. Even though Ace and Peter are fine with it because they gave the permission to do it. But for me as a Kiss fan, it's almost sacrilege. I mean, when Eric Carr came in the band, he didn't take over Peter's makeup. He first was going to be like a hawk. But that makeup looked ridiculous. He became the fox. And when Vinnie Vincent came in, he didn't take over Ace Fraley's makeup. He put an onk on his face and called himself the Egyptian warrior. Right. I don't like them wearing this makeup. However, I understand the branding, okay? I know that Paul and Gene say, oh, well, you know, we don't want to keep having all these different makeups and blah, 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 blah. Back in the uh, late 70s, early 80s, whatever, um, when Ace and Peter left the band, they made it very clear that you couldn't put anybody in that makeup. So I don't know why all these years later it's okay. You know, I don't know why, other than they keep selling tickets. Now, they're not selling tickets like they did, or like they do in Europe. You know, Europe, they will still sell-out stadiums. Here, they're doing small shows. Um, right. Cold Gin. I'm familiar with that cover band. Uh, I'm familiar with Black and Blue. I actually like their stuff. Uh, deep Cut? I don't know. You listen. You tell me. Here it is. Cold Gin. Cold <laughs> Gin. Song that is a good song, and I tell you what, Mountain Man, I got to see Kiss. That was my first show, 1996 on the reunion tour. I was uh married, going through a divorce. I spent my <laughs> second anniversary <laughs> at the Kiss concert, and I paid a little over a hundred bucks. Drove up to Kingston, Ontario. You know, we had to cross the border. Had lunch at a Denny's, got on the bus and rode the bus to Ottawa, second row setter, Kiss, 1996. And Ace Frehley did this song. He sang it. It was awesome.
1: Absolutely awesome. It was on his original volume one, wasn't it? What's that? Ace Frehley's. Wasn't that on uh, his uh, album? Because he re-recorded it a little later.
0: No, Cold Gin. No, Jin, no. Um,
1: he Ace did really a, like, recorded Cold Gin on his own vocals for his own cover album, Origins Volume One. Huh. I don't.
0: I don't have the album in front of me. I do not remember. I know he did a Creatures of the Night song, Rock and yes. Roll Hell. Yep. And uh, that that's great. But either way, see it done live. When it's something that he hadn't done before, I I, I thought it was amazing. Um, I I, I could I only find one other deep cut. Um, and when I say deep cut is because it's it's not a classic, it's not something that you hear all the time. But this one, oddly enough, was actually released as a single. And that's a uh, Kissing Time, and that's very poppy, glammy rock and roll. Yep, it's you know it it's great too. It's a lot of fun it's basically just giving a shout-out to all the little towns they're going to. (laughs) Right. You know, we went kissing in Cleveland or Cincinnati, too. (laughs) Right. I love that shit. Here it is, kissing time. time is a in time. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that shit. Is there anything else from that album that uh, you, you can think of? Because my all-time favorite Kiss song is on here, but it's not yep. a deep cut. You know, Black Diamond is, is the greatest Kiss song ever, but it's not a well, deep that,
1: cut. That's, to be honest, the, in my personal opinion... Yes, it's popular, but I think honestly, when they first wrote it, I honestly think it, that that was was in their opinion going to be one of their deep cut songs. That was actually my next pick. Really? I know it's the best one. I agree, one hundred percent. But at the same time, with Stanley singing on it and the acoustic guitar. And after he yells, hit it, I mean, dude, that, that that wasn't something as known as common back then for rock and roll 100%. So, I mean, I think he was trying to, to I guess, uh, uh, expand the envelope a little bit, I guess you could say, broaden it to, to get that song out there. But I don't think they realized that song was going to skyrocket as high as they did.
0: I don't know. I know that it's how they close their shows, man. It's how they've been closing their shows for forty years. You know, before they come out with the encore, it it, it it's an amazing thing to see live. Okay, uh, Peter Chris is arguably the best vocalist in this band. Um, he's not my favorite member, but he is my favorite singer. I love that raspiness to his voice. It's very Rod Stewart, if you know what I mean. But the the contrast in vocals between Paul opening it and then Pete just killing it from there on out and those screams, those screams in the background while, you know, while the other three are up front, you know, doing the harmonizing on the, ooh, ooh, Black Diamond. No. Pete just brings, he brings metal, if you ask me. That, that, That is such a heavy, heavy, you know what? Fuck it. Kiss. Black Diamond. do let me go. All right, like I said, I don't know that that's a deep cut. But boy, it's a good one! Yeah. most uh, definitely. Yeah, that is my all-time favorite. Um, They still weren't being paid attention to. You know, uh, there was a buzz about the live show. But the record didn't do anything. So just a few months later in October, there it is. Hotter Than Hell, their second album. Now... This has a very dark sound. Um, the production is weird. It's, it, it's very weird on this album. It is. This one has a few more of what I would call deep cuts. Um, let me see. One, two, three, four, five. Five songs were staples. So half the record were right. staples in their live show. So this is going to be a little more fun to talk about. Um what would be your first choice for a for a deep cut? What would you call a deep cut on hotter than hell?
1: I would have to say song number 6 all the way. Go, go, go.
0: All the way, right? Yeah, it's absolutely a deep track. Um, I I thoroughly enjoy it. Those first three albums, though, I I like every single song off of these first three albums. But I I agree all the way. That, that's a great one. That's a great one. Um, always liked. Uh, Uh, Third track side one, going blind. That one is a good one. It's really, really good. And uh, listen to this bass. Gene Simmons is a much better bass player than he gets credit for. Check it out right here. Yes, for sure. Now the lyrics are weird. You know, the I don't understand. Uh, I'm ninety-three, you're sixteen, but it's still a great song.
1: Well, what's your next one, Bushy? Which one? Which one now for you is another deep cut?
0: Oh, another one going right back, huh?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: All right. Um, probably strange ways. Sung by Peter Chris, Gene Simmons, good, <sighs> love it, love it, love it, love it. This song was actually written by Ace. Um, weird, heavy, dark, great way to close the record. It's the final uh, song on track two or uh, side two. Um, absolutely brilliant. Fuck it, let's play that one too.
1: My other one, these two, I kind of basically was trying to to figure out exactly because I mean, uh, both of them are uh, pretty well out there with uh, uh, Siemens and Stanley right in each one. But if I had to pick either number seven or number eight, I'm gonna have to say number eight. I'm gonna have to go with mainline.
0: one of those that was huge uh, around the Alive era. Mainline's one of those that wasn't played live. Uh, Peter Chris vocals. Great, great tune. Great, great tune. Um, The only other one I could even possibly come up with on this one uh, could almost be called a ballad, I guess. And really didn't get any recognition until they did that Unplugged show. Um back in the 90s on MTV and that's the classic coming home
1: Yeah,
0: fun song. I, uh, I, I, I could almost say you could put that at the end of the album instead of Strange Ways. Absolutely that, amazing track.
1: I, I can agree with that. 100 percent. Yeah. The only other one that, that I could pretty well see uh, in comparison to that would be Watching You. That one is. I mean for the ballad that it kind of is. I mean, it's it's a, it's really one of them that's kind of got some some weird meaning to it whenever you sit there and fully listen to the way they're, they're, they're singing about it.
0: I don't know that I would call that a ballad. That song rips. It's just played weird. Okay.
1: Well, okay. Well, thank you. Okay, yeah, that is a better way to say it. Yeah, played weird. Thank you. Because it's, it's not a
0: fast song, but it's definitely a heavy song.
1: Yes. You know, very... Um, very Black Sabbath, if you ask me. You know, I didn't actually catch on to that. Now, now that you're saying that, now I actually, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. It is more Black Sabbath kind of dark, dark, dark into it. Okay, now, now I see, see a little more what you're meaning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, Sabbath, Sabbath was great with those slow, dark, heavy riffs, and um, I, I think Kiss definitely captured that with "Watching You." Not a deep cut, but you know what, I want to hear it. We'll yeah. actually went gold certified on June 23rd of 77. It had shipped 500,000 copies. So, uh, And it has those live staples, man. Got to choose Parasite, Hotter Than Hell, Let Me Go, Rock and Roll, and Watch It You. Still, uh, it, it took a while for these records to catch on. They weren't hitting the way they thought they should. So they turned right around. You know, release an album in October '74. Release an album in March '75, month after I was born, almost to the day. It was released March 19th. And um, Neil Bogart actually produced this. And Dress to Kill," the third studio album. If you ask me, this album is the Peter Chris show. Uh, yes. Not necessarily because of his vocals although like i said he's probably my favorite singer in the band but the drumming on this album is ridiculous it's like he had finally found himself because he was kind of a jazz big band background you know he wasn't a zeppelin background like eric carr was but this album he really came into his own and he shines absolutely shines so no matter what songs we're going to talk about here We know there are going to be some stellar tunes and some stellar drumming. For sure. Now, uh, yeah, some of these are absolute staples, but not nearly as much as the uh, other albums. Um, Right. Let's see. I see one, two, three, four. And the This is the album, okay, that Rock and Roll All Night came out on. And uh, I know people love this. I don't hate that song. I'm just sick and tired of hearing it.
1: Over and over and over. Oh, my God.
0: There's so many good songs on this record alone. Why? I know it blew them up, you know, especially live. But come on. Okay, I get it. You can chant. It's easy to chant. I, I want to rock and roll. I, I get it. But dig deeper, people. Because there's great stuff on this record. And Dress to Kill, of these three, because the debut, man, that's that's strong. That's strong for me. Dress to Kill might be my favorite of the three. I guess it depends on which day of the week it is. <laughs> right. So, if you ask me, this is loaded with deep cuts. Loaded.
1: Yes. Um, uh, DJ's giving his opinion. He's agreeing. We're listening to it right now while we're talking.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, my number one deep track on this. Uh, I, I love the guitar work. I love the drumming. Peter's voice is redonkulous. Redonkulous. Look at that Bushy said. ridiculous. Redonkulous. But that'd be, uh, fourth track, side one, getaway.
1: T-Total, Deep to the guitar, Peter Cr- I mean, you named every bit of it right off the right off at the beginning. Uh, fantastic deep track, for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I And I don't know why a lot of songs on this album, they don't do live, because they're really, really good songs. There, there's times I wish bands were like, okay, this was a hit, so we're not going to play it. I, I wish they would do that. And Kiss has a lot of songs that were not hits that they should play.
1: For sure, for sure. Well, my number one, I'm going to have to say this one with Simmons, him actually writing it and leading vocals on it. Yeah, and it's, of course, Gene Simmons in his old normal style, ladies in waiting.
0: I love that. <laughs> he's such a man whore. <laughs> and that's all it's about is to lie to women. He's waiting to bang. <laughs> well is... how
1: many Freeman would line up for you if you had a tongue as long as his.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> but I can't sing or play bass and my guitar skills. <laughs> aren't really that good so it is what it is but you know what there well, are uh there are other great tunes on this album man um like for example two timer Yeah, that's that's a great song the drums on that are killer but I, I think it's funny that gene would sing a song bitching about a woman cheating on him when we know his record because you can't do two-timer and then go with the ladies and waiting you can't have it both ways man <laughs>
1: Hey, hey, uh, you, you know, they always thought they were gods. Uh, apparently it can't happen to them, but they can do what they
0: want. I guess so, but I love that line. Uh, just call me a three-time loser. That's all I'll ever be because my baby's such a two-timer. You know she's a, a two-timing. A she's a two-timing me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love that shit. Great tune. I know you can find another one in here.
1: I'm going to have to say, uh, ah, uh, this one right here. And on Two-Timer, whenever you said a moment ago you was talking about uh, the uh, uh, drums on uh, Two-Timer. Yes, sir. That that was one of the best songs that I believe I have ever seen, definitely done by uh, uh, his drum work, for sure. That's one of the best ones, best ones in my opinion on the whole album for that. I'm telling but you I'm
0: that, gonna... "Rest to Kill" is the Peter Chris show.
1: Yes, sir, it is 100%. I'm gonna have to say number five, brother, with "Rock Bottom" with the uh, with the lyrics of them talking basically about hitting rock bottom. Yeah, that's one of the one of the definite deep cuts uh, that they perform in my opinion on that one for sure.
0: I uh love the song i don't know that i would call it a deep track but especially the studio recording i love that uh kind of acoustic intro um they shortened it greatly for the live record they shortened it greatly for the unplugged episode on mtv but you know what because i dig it here you go rock bottom Drums. that great, great tune, great tune, and Paul Stanley. I mean, he's obviously the voice of Kiss. That that's a that's a killer fucking track. Again, I don't know if it's a deep cut, but man, it's good. Um, love her all I can. to uh, again the drumming is just spectacular this is Paul Stanley arrogant this is him I will do anything you know what I mean and, and he does this uh, 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 previously in a record too which is also a deep cut if you ask me but uh, I, I love the message you know the things that make her mad the things that make her sad you know it's it's a great tune. And uh if there's one thing KISS has always done, it's give praise <laughs> to women.
1: Always, you are correct. No matter what, they always gave gave praise to uh, hell, I think it's big women or little women. It didn't matter to them back then. <laughs>
0: oh no. Uh what did my buddy in high school used to say, two tits, a hole and a heartbeat. <laughs> All right, you got got one. There's got to be one more.
1: Well, to be honest, brother, for the rest of them, they were pretty well, in my opinion, big hits. So, actually, yeah, that's that's my last one as a deep cut. Uh, What's your opinion? You got any more?
0: Well, I I think there's a couple more that would fit. Um, Anything for my baby, which is kind of in sync with Lover All I Can. And then um, Room Service, which is uh, not a strong opening track you know to the album but man it's good let's hear some room service song is nothing but sex <laughs>
1: everything nothing i like fun.
0: about rock and roll
1: oh yeah for sure is it just me or is in 70 percent of their music pretty much women and sex and uh jeans standing waiting in line uh, for all that he can get that's that's 90 as i got older of what i figured out about
0: him oh yeah oh yeah and, and these guys are brilliant because my second favorite kiss song after black diamond is nothing to lose and that's all about anal love. That's right. Banging her in the trunk. <laughs> Can you even imagine? 1974, a song about butt-fucking. No. <laughs> but they pulled it off, and it's one of their biggest songs. And it, it's still one of my favorites. And again, Peter Chris sung, because that guy's got a voice. Well, I guess it's Gene and Peter, ain't it? Peter, Peter handles the... Uh, Uh, You got, got nothing to lose. You know what? Fuck that. I'm playing it. There you go, nothing to lose, great tune. I think that's about all there is for deep tracks on those first three albums, Mountain Man. You agree?
1: I, I do agree. I actually didn't consider uh, the first song as a deep track because uh, that's just one of my favorites. But yeah, I can I can somewhat see what you're saying for that, for sure. Well,
0: when I, when I think deep cuts, what I'm thinking of is stuff that doesn't get radio and stuff that isn't performed live. Do you know what I mean?
1: True, true. True. I guess that's just a personal opinion on that one, basically, for myself. So. Sure,
0: sure, because something this deep to me could be standard for somebody else. I absolutely get you. I uh, I hope we definitely return to the hottest band in the world for another episode, because um, I, I could talk Kiss forever. They're Like I said, they're my absolute favorite band. They are what turned me into a rock and metal fan Um, prior to getting those two Kiss records. I listened to whatever my parents were listening to, you know, country music. My dad did listen to Zeppelin a little bit, um, the Beatles, the Stones. And then uh, my mom was listening to a lot of easy listening in disco, the Bee Gees and Barbara Streisand, you know, things of that nature. And I And I love all that stuff to this day. But those two records that I was handed that fateful evening back in, I want to say, 83, would be 84 that changed me forever uh kiss alive still my all-time favorite favorite live record there's only one that even comes close and that's a uh, twisted sister live from the hammersmith right um, and that was recorded on the um on the stay hungry tour and uh i finally got it on vinyl i've been looking for it on vinyl for years because it didn't exist But I found it on Discogs. So uh, I got it. In fact, Dr. Fuck was actually looking for that on vinyl, and I'm the one that found it for him. So you're welcome, Ralph. Right. (laughs) All right. Mountain Man, I got a question. Okay. You got
1: anything to promote? Anything to promote? Well, for this holiday season, I'm going to run with it not being a holiday theme. Um, I was recently asked not too long ago to uh, guest on a uh, another podcast coming up in the near future. So I'm going to promote these two gentlemen. One of them, in which has uh, guest uh, guested on our show twice in the past, hence a four-hour episode. Thank you, lady. <laughs> that.
0: Thank you, Sid, for getting a guy that knows what a epic
1: song uh, is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But I'm going to have to go with uh, Mr. Mark Taylor and Lee Gertzman with uh, the Freeform Rock Podcast.
0: All right. You Uh, know what? I actually have a spot for them, so let me play that real quick. Hi, this is Mark
2: Olden-Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we rock and roll all night and party
0: every day. Come check us out on iTunes and Podbean. Thank you very much there you go absolutely check out the freeform rock podcast
1: and definitely check it out in the near future you'll see you'll probably say the mountain man i think you're wanting to do an album review uh with uh, me on it i'm not going to go into detail about the album review yet but most definitely will, will hopefully will be a good one that everybody will thoroughly enjoy
0: yeah absolutely It about- freeform does uh that that's what they do they're an album review podcast uh and, uh, and that's why I'm so glad we don't do album reviews often. I do enjoy doing them. Um, but I'm glad oh, okay. we don't do them often because there's so many shows out there that are doing better than we ever could, if you ask me. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. and of course the gods of that are Rock and Metal Combat. But what's interesting about Freeform Rock Podcast is um they're not niche based, uh, they review all kinds of crazy stuff. So, uh,. I'm curious to hear what it's going to be. I look forward to it. For sure,
1: for sure. Um, What about you, Bushy? You got anything to promote?
0: Sure, and I'm going to be very predictable. But it is my... uh, Like I said, it depends on which fucking day of the week it is. You know what? I'm going to promote all three of these records. I was just going to do the debut, 74. But check them all out. Kiss, Hotter Than Hell, Dress to Kill... Give me your opinion. I want to know, people. The Peter Chris Show, definitely dressed to kill. Great band. If those three albums don't change your life, well, you just don't fucking understand. <laughs> well, I've definitely enjoyed this. Check us out on iTunes. Um, leave us a review. You know, leave us a five star is what I would prefer. But leave us a review. Let us know what you think. Um, if you have any topic ideas, absolutely let us know. We might do it. We may tell you to kiss off. You never know, because at the plug, nothing's sacred. We do whatever the hell we want from week to week, right? Right. <laughs> All righty, then. Um, well, shit, I don't have Joe's new um, bumper for his daytime show. I'm lying. Here it is. Check out our boy, Sin. Uh, He goes by Sato on ThatMetalStation.com. He's now on from 1 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern on Mondays and Tuesdays. No longer doing the night shift. He's doing the Midday Massacre. Hey there Metalheads, this is your boy DJ Sato reminding you to come check me out on my new time slot with the Midday Massacre every Monday and Tuesday from 1pm till 5pm Eastern Standard Time only on ThatMetalStation.com Sunday,
2: Sunday, Sunday! I wanna rock! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! You! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! We've got
0: Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern. The Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on thatmetalstation.com. And yes, you also just heard my Sunday, Sunday,
2: Sunday!
0: I won't be on tonight as we're recording this. I am taking a break. I'm not sure if I'll be back next week, but rest assured, people, Bushy and his power hour are coming back to that metal dot com. And the plug yeah. is forever moving forward. I'm forever moving forward. Um, I want to wish all the best to the love of my life. Uh, it didn't work out. I hate that it didn't work out. I will never say anything negative about you. I think you're an absolutely amazing woman, and I hate the next guy, just so you know. I hate him already. But good luck with you. Good luck in the future. And know that I always love you. Mountain Man, any final thoughts?
1: I'm going to say the same thing I always say for everybody. Stay sick. Take care of one another. Skitter, pal, meow, meow. Mountain Man out.
0: That's a beautiful thing, motherfuckers. By vinyl we'll see you next week hey this
2: was really fun we hope you liked it too seems like we've just begun when, when suddenly, suddenly we're through goodbye goodbye good friends goodbye because now it's, it's time, time to go. go but hey I say well that's okay Cause we'll see you very
0: soon, I know Very soon, I know What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug See you next week!